Welcome to the Climate Report on Forward Radio, WFMP 106.5 FM, Louisville. This is Hart Hagen, your host, and we are on episode number 143. Today's topic is the truth about Julian Assange. We'll be talking about the truth about Julian Assange in a few minutes, but first let me share with you what the Climate Report is all about. So I believe there are five separate and distinct threats to our very existence. And you can tell the difference between who is a leader in Washington, D.C. and who is not by who has a plan for addressing these five threats to our very existence. Not one in a hundred people in Congress are prepared to address these five threats to our very existence. One threat to our existence is climate change. Another threat is nuclear war, but also war generally. Even conventional war, to me, is a threat to our very existence. Albert Einstein and Bertrand Russell said in the 50s, Will mankind renounce war or himself be annihilated? Nuclear weapons should have been eliminated a long time ago, but even conventional weapons and the fact that we have eight hundred military bases around the world, that is a threat to our very existence. The lack of or the losses in biological diversity are a threat to our existence. We cannot live without other species. Especially what's especially threatening is the rapid loss of insects in the last forty years. 75% of insects have been lost in the last 40 years. Who has a plan for dealing with that? I can assure you Trump and McConnell and Pelosi and Schumer do not have a plan for dealing with any of these things. Nor do they have a plan for dealing with desertification or the loss of fresh water. Nor do they have a plan for dealing with an entirely dysfunctional, out-of-control, agribusiness-based food system. We need to be getting most of our food from organic farms. That's the only thing that is sustainable, and everything else is poisonous to our bodies, poisonous to the water, poisonous to wildlife. That may sound like a strong statement, but very soon I'll need to do an episode on agriculture and food production, and wildlife, and water, and explain why our agribusiness-based food system is just simply suicidal, and it is what it is, not because that's what we would embrace if we knew the facts. It is what it is because it serves the interests of a very, very few. So, five threats. Climate, biodiversity, war, food, and water. Show me a politician who has a plan to deal with any one of those things, a serious plan for dealing with any one of those threats to our very existence. And if somebody doesn't have a plan, then they are wasting your time. You can almost count on one hand the people in Congress who have a serious plan for dealing with these things. So the purpose of the Climate Report is to raise our attention and awareness as to the problems and the solutions. And that's what the Climate Report is all about. This program is part of WFMP's Public Affairs Educational Programming. The views expressed are those of the speaker and not the station. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, 
please email info at theclimatereport.net. Also, go to theclimatereport.net for more episodes of this show and also playlists and videos and my blog. So the story about Julian Assange starts in Iraq in 2007, and we'll get to that in a minute. But first, let me read to you a quote by Woodrow Wilson. This quote will reveal a long-standing set of policies, a long-standing relationship between government and business. This quote reveals how the federal government and the military serve the interests of wealthy merchants and wealthy corporations and their billionaire investors. Here's what Woodrow Wilson said. Since trade ignores national boundaries and the manufacturer insists on having the world as a market, the flag of his nation must follow him, and the doors of the nations which are closed against him must be battered down. In other words, we can go anywhere we want, do anything we want, and beat down the doors of other nations because our corporations want that and our billionaire investors want that. Continuing to read, concessions obtained by financiers must be safeguarded by ministers of state. Even if the sovereignty of unwilling nations be outraged in the process, I think it's safe to say that the people of Iraq were unwilling to have us in their country. I think it's safe to say that they regret that we ever made war on their country. And the last sentence of Woodrow Wilson's quote, Colonies must be obtained or planted in order that no useful corner of the world may be overlooked or left unused. So Iraq has essentially been a colony, and it is thought to be a useful corner of the world, but it's useful only to billionaires and corporations who happen to reap the benefits of our efforts there, our presence there. So, long-standing policy, the United States is an empire. The empire exists not to serve the needs of the average American, but to serve the needs of transnational corporations and the billionaire investors that, that own them. So we find ourselves in Iraq. And did you know that there were war, cri- war crimes committed in Iraq? Julian Assange was arrested because he published information relating to war crimes. Some of the war crimes at issue are documented in a YouTube video by the name of WikiLeaks, Collateral Murder, Iraq 2007. I invite you to pull that up and look at it because those are the facts that are central to this case. Julian Assange is being persecuted and prosecuted because of activities that were clearly within his First Amendment rights. He published information. He did not hack into any computers or assist anyone in hacking into any computers. The person who hacked into computers was Chelsea Manning, who was arrested in 2010 because when serving as a private in the U.S. Army, she uncovered a great deal of evidence for war crimes, including the video that I referred you to. The video I'm talking about, it's a 17-minute video. If you watch it, what you will see is cold, 
cold-blooded murder from a helicopter, murder of civilians. You will see the soldiers in the helicopter lying to their superior officer about these people being armed and so forth and in vehicles and just one lie after another so they could get permission to gun down people in the streets. These are war crimes. This is cold-blooded murder. And there are people in our world, some in government, and some who make money off of war profiteering corporations, the military-industrial complex. They don't want information like this to get out, and they want to criminalize the whistleblower. So they've spent the last 10 or 12 years criminalizing Chelsea Manning and criminalizing Julian Assange. And another whistleblower that they've criminalized is Edward Snowden, who released information about how much of our personal information is being collected and stored by the NSA. Edward Snowden is now in exile in Russia. He cannot return to the United States, even though he is a patriotic American, but he's also a whistleblower. And the people in power want to criminalize whistleblowers because they are committing crimes that they do not want to be exposed. So I'm going to read from a couple of articles here and comment as I go. The following is an article written by Kevin Zeese and Margaret Flowers of Popular Resistance. The title of the article is The prosecution of Julian Assange is a threat to journalists everywhere. Here goes. The arrest of Julian Assange not only puts the free press in the United States at risk, it puts any reporters who expose U.S. crimes anywhere in the world at risk. Now, just to clarify, Julian Assange has been in the Ecuadorian embassy in Great Britain. He has been there for seven years. He was in... The Ecuadorian government granted him asylum, in other words, protection, but he had to stay within the Ecuadorian embassy. If he stepped out of the Ecuadorian embassy, he faced arrest. And then, in the last couple of days, the Ecuadorian embassy withdrew the asylum, withdrew the protection, and Assange was arrested for extradition to the United States. Now, Assange is not an American citizen. But they're going to talk about that in a minute, so continuing to read. The arrest of Julian Assange not only puts the free press in the United States at risk, it puts any reporters who expose U.S. crimes anywhere in the world at risk. As Pepe Escobar wrote, Let's cut to the chase. Julian Assange is not a U.S. citizen. He's an Australian. WikiLeaks is not a U.S.-based media organization. If the U.S. government gets Assange extradited, prosecuted, and incarcerated, it will legitimize its right to go after anyone, anyhow, anywhere, anytime. So no matter who you are, anywhere in the world, if you publish information that the powers in the United States don't like, we can have you arrested and extradited to stand trial in the United States. Continuing to read, 
The Assange prosecution requires us to build a global movement to not only free Julian Assange, but to protect the world from the crimes and corruption of the United States and other governments. The reality is that freedom of the press for the 21st century is on trial. So freedom of the press is in the Constitution. Here's what the First Amendment of the Constitution says. It says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or, excuse me, Congress shall make no law uh, abridging the freedom of the press. Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of the press. So if Congress can't make a law abridging the freedom of the press, then the executive branch can't enforce any law which would abridge the freedom of the press. Assange is guilty of publishing information. Back in the 70s, there was a big case with the New York Times involving the Pentagon Papers. And the Pentagon Papers were thousands and thousands of pages of documents that were copied by Daniel Ellsberg, and the Pentagon Papers contained damning information about the U.S. government and its involvement in Vietnam. The Supreme Court ruled that the New York Times could not be prosecuted for publishing that information. And so the Supreme Court was taking a stand for the freedom of the press. I'm not sure if the Supreme Court today would be willing to do that because we have a different Supreme Court today and arguably today's Supreme Court in many respects does not respect the rule of law. Now let me read from another article. It's in the website called TruthDig, truthdig.com. This article is by Chris Hedges and it's called The Martyrdom of Julian Assange. It says, the arrest Thursday of Julian Assange eviscerates all pretense of the rule of law and the the rights of a free press. The illegalities embraced by the Ecuadorian, British, and U.S. governments in the seizure of of Assange are ominous. They presage a world where the internal workings, abuses, corruption, lies, and crimes especially war crimes carried out by corporate states and the global ruling elite will be masked from the public. So that is certainly true. When the corporate media are reporting on this, they don't mention that the at the heart of this case are American soldiers in Iraq gunning down unarmed civilians hunting down unarmed civilians. You need to watch the video and don't just take my word for it. The video is called WikiLeaks Collateral Murder Iraq 2007. If you have any trouble, email info at theclimatereport.net and I will send you a link. But that is at the heart of this case. It's not about Julian Assange doing any hacking. The only person who did any hacking was Chelsea Manning, who was herself jailed and tortured for the crime of hacking computers and releasing information, but they're releasing information about war crimes 
and Julian Assange did not do any of the hacking. He only released information that happens to be offensive to the ruling elites, to the war profiteers, to the military-industrial complex, and also to people like Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. Now, the following story I heard from what to me is a reliable source. I haven't done any research on it, but I think it's true, and you can find out for yourself or email me, and I will be happy to do a little extra research. But the story I heard from a reliable source is that the Obama administration tortured Chelsea Manning so as to try to make her incriminate Julian Assange in the hacking of computers that was necessary to get all this incriminating information from the armed services to the public. So that's a crucial fact because, for one thing, it makes a lot of powerful people look bad, but for another thing, it goes to the issue of whether Julian Assange committed any crime for which he deserves to be arrested. And according to the story I heard, Chelsea Manning refused to implicate Julian Assange in her crimes. You really have to see this video. It's on YouTube. It's unfortunate that so much of this information is public, but that only matters to the extent that the public knows about it. It's at your fingertips. It's on YouTube, WikiLeaks, Collateral Murder, Iraq 2007. You will see helicopters for, you know, minutes at a time circling unarmed civilians, getting ready to kill them, asking permission from their higher-up officers to open fire, lying to their superior officers about what they saw, saying that they, these unarmed civilians were carrying AK-47s, when they were not, saying that these unarmed civilians were in Humvees and tanks and so forth, when they were not, wanting to open fire on a van that they knew contained two children, and never getting permission to open fire on the van that contained the children. One of the people who was gunned down was a very well-known, very, very well-liked photographer, war photographer, and you see these people walking with, with t-shirts and like there's eight people and one of them is carrying a camera. At first glance, the camera might look like a gun, but then they knew it was not a gun. And then some people were obviously, most of the people were obviously unarmed, but they get permission and they gun them down in the streets. And unfortunately, this is probably not highly unusual. But these are the facts that are at the center of this case, and you're not going to find it from the mainstream media, because the mainstream media is beholden to the military-industrial complex. The military-industrial complex pays their bills. The military-industrial complex buys ads on the major news outlets, the, the major newspapers, the CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post. The military-industrial complex pays their bills by buying ads, and they don't want to lose that ad revenue, so they're all complicit in the cover-up of this, uh, of this, of the facts that are central to this case, they're pivotal. These are things the American people deserve to know, 
But all you hear about is Julian Assange and how he's supposedly a hacker. So reading from the Chris Hedges article, these illegalities presage a world where the internal workings, abuses, corruption, lies, and crimes, especially war crimes, carried out by corporate states and the global ruling elite, will be masked from the public. They presage a world where those with the courage and integrity, Julian Assange, and Chelsea Manning, those with the courage and integrity to expose the misuse of power will be hunted down, tortured, subjected to sham trials, and given lifetime prison terms in solitary confinement. And that is exactly what is happening here. Chelsea Manning, for the, for the crime of blowing a whistle on war crimes, spent seven years in jail. Julian Assange, for the crime of publishing information given to him by Chelsea Manning, has been essentially under house arrest in the Ecuadorian embassy in London for the crime of blowing the whistle on war crimes. Chris Hedges says, These illegalities presage an Orwellian dystopia where news is replaced with propaganda trivia, and entertainment. So, I have said often on this show, probably not often enough, that the powers that be are really good at distraction. They know they can't strictly control us by force because they want us to believe that we live in a democracy. They can't control us by force, so they have to control us by entertainment and distraction. Anybody who doubts that, I want you to get the book Manufacturing Consent by Noam Chomsky. Or you could even watch a YouTube video called Manufacturing Consent. It's, it's brilliant. It's common sense once you think about it. But it's stuff that you're never going to hear in the mainstream media because it completely undercuts the foundations that give the mainstream media its legitimacy. In other words, the mainstream media is not a free press. They are, because they are subservient to the people who pay their bills. And who pays their bills is big business. And big business makes a lot of money off of war and oil and other things. But war and oil are two of the big things that they make their money off of. That's why you'll never hear this in the mainstream media. You have to hear it from people that I call truth-based sources. I've already mentioned a couple of my truth-based sources. They include Chris Hedges, Noam Chomsky, Naomi Klein. My truth-based sources include Amy Goodman, who has written a really good book that includes you know, maybe 20 stories like the one I'm telling you. Stories that you're not going to get in the mainstream media. Continuing to read, The Trump administration will seek to try Assange on charges that he conspired with Manning in 2010 to steal the Iraq and Afghanistan war logs obtained by WikiLeaks. 
the half a million internal documents leaked by Manning from the Pentagon and the State Department, along with the 2007 video of U.S. helicopter pilots nonchalantly gunning down Iraqi civilians, including children, and two Reuters journalists, provide copious evidence of the hypocrisy, indiscriminate violence, and routine use of torture, lies, bribery, and crude tactics of intimidation by the U.S. government in its foreign relations and wars in the Middle East. So Chelsea Manning stole the war logs, Iraq and Afghanistan war logs, and transferred them over to WikiLeaks. Doing that is technically a crime, but what Martin Luther King did was technically a crime. I mean, it's technically a crime to sit down and block a road in civil protest. These things are technically crimes, but what you're doing is you're exposing a much greater crime. Let's talk for just a minute about secrecy. I would assert that secrecy is not a threat to... So why, is, why are so many things top secret? It's not because exposing those secrets is in any way a threat to the American people. In fact, it's often just the opposite. Exposing government secrets is a threat to the government powers that be and the corporations that feed at the government trough. Exposing government secrets exposes the crimes of the state. Exposing government secrets exposes the crimes of war criminals. That's why it's very important that we not criminalize whistleblowers. So when you hear about war crimes, if you're a little bit patriotic and you'd like to have some confidence and some faith in the military, you want to think that these are just a few bad apples. But the more you look at it, the more you know it's not just a few bad apples, or at least the public ought to have full evidence and full information to allow us as citizens to evaluate whether we're talking about a few bad apples or whether we're talking about the higher-ups, whether we're talking about something that is more systemic. Back in the Vietnam War, there was a Lieutenant Callie who was responsible for giving orders that led to what came known as the My Lai Massacre. And the My Lai Massacre itself became public after a couple years, but there was always this pretension that it was just a few bad apples. But now we know, if you really study the Vietnam War objectively, you'll know that that kind of bad behavior was more systemic. In other words, it was a matter of policy. It was coming from the higher-ups. And we need to be able to look at the Iraq War and the Afghanistan War objectively with all the evidence on the table. And we need to know whether we're talk whether the war crimes were a few bad apples or whether it came from the higher-ups, whether it was systemic. Of course, I think the war crimes started with George W. Bush and Dick Cheney and Colin Powell. But that's a whole other conversation. But we can't have any of these conversations if the press 
that is supposed to be protecting us and exposing crime is always just blowing smoke because they're making their big salaries and making their big multi-million dollar ad revenues from the people that have a lot to lose if their crimes are exposed. And these people are all scratching each other's backs in Washington, D.C. and in New York City and on all the military bases. There are a lot of honorable people in our military. That's why it's all the more important to protect the honor of people who are honorable and to expose the crimes of people who are criminals. Got less than a minute left. I'd like to leave you something to think about. I guess what I would like to leave you with is you can't trust just everywhere. You can't trust the the mainstream media. They are big into distraction. They are big into propaganda. The mainstream media and most politicians, 99% of politicians will mislead you. And this kind of thing relates to climate because climate and the other threats to our existence are a problem because we don't live in a democracy for the time being. For the time being, we are ruled by a very, very few, very, very corrupt people. And we need to get on top of it and create a better world for ourselves. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Come back soon. Bye-bye.